0: Greetings, loyal horror enthusiasts. You have tuned into The Witching Hour with Mona Hex, proudly presented to you by the Movie Pit Podcast. Without any further ado, let's commence with the show. Please give a warm welcome to the one and only, the incomparable Mona Hex. Welcome, you gruesome sons of bitches, to another extravagantly fucked up chapter of the macabre that'll leave your ass so damn puckered in pure, unrelenting terror. This is Mona Hex with claws like razors, clawing her nefarious way into your ears. And you're tuned in to the ultimate shit show the one place where nightmares don't just dance. They get a hell of a lot more sweaty action than a $2 whore at a biker rally on the busiest of nights. Trust me. Tonight, I'm dragging your sorry, pitiful, wretched souls a bit further down that desolate, cursed stretch of treacherous asphalt. All the way to a place where hope doesn't just fade. It bloody well drops dead disintegrates, and decays. It's an exceedingly eerie highway rest stop, one that makes even the bowels of the boiling hot hell look like a goddamn delightful, blissfully sun-touched playground for the most innocent of souls. So, buckle up those seatbelts, nice and tight, you sordid motherfuckers, and brace your fragile minds to get dragged without any hint of mercy, kicking and tragically screaming into the utterly bone-chilling, spine-tingling tale of the vanishing travellers. Our sorry, pitiful sack of shit story begins unceremoniously right where we're standing, at this god-abandoned rest area where the air is so oppressively thick with palpable foreboding dread. You'd need more, much more, than a mere gneiss. You'd need a goddamn chainsaw to cut through it. But let's not hasten ahead of ourselves too swiftly, my dearest lovelies. We've got an entire condemned, cursed stretch of this god-awful highway to howl down, with our engines blazing in fury, before we reach that horrendous nightmare of a final, petrifying destination. The deceitful road ahead. It's a damn sly liar, you see. Cunningly luring in unsuspecting innocent travelers with seductive, whispering promises of boundless, unrestrained freedom. And those tantalizingly easy rides, until... Wham! It suddenly, without the slightest sliver of pensive remorse, screws you over sideways and flips your entire perceived world upside down and inside out with its unforeseen, gruesome, blood-curdling horrors. So open wide, put on your big boy pants and get ready to take it all in like the deranged enthusiasts you so clearly are. As the eerie tunes not only curl but wrap around your ears, feel the intense prickle of danger skitter down your spine. We're on the road to damnation, and hold on to your hats because the fun's just bloodily begun, my good folks. Bear with us, stick around if you've got the balls, the guts, the nerve for it. The witching hour's not just upon us, it's clawing at the fringes. And it's high past time to violently tear the veil of reality a new, gaping maw. Welcome to the vanishing travelers, and trust me, you twisted fucks. You won't even contemplate missing a single goddamn precious second of this wildly contorted ride. All right, fuckers, gather round and buckle your seatbelt. It's one hell of a ride we're revving up. Our story kicks off with a bunch of rowdy mates crammed into a rickety, beat-up van, hooting and hollering like the world's ended, and they're the last revelers left. See, they race down a dusty, forgotten highway with a devil-may-care gusto. They're on a fucking mission, a debaucherous, sin-filled road trip to end all road trips. The weekend beckons to them, full of promise and dripping with the sweet, sweet nectar of unchecked liberty. There's Dave, a behemoth of a man with arms thick as oak and a bellowing laugh that could startle any critter from its hiding spot. By his side's Nancy, a total daredevil chick whose liver is a legend at local bars, and who sports so many tattoos she could be a walking art exhibition. You know the type, with enough ink to make even your average biker gang do a double take. Tagging along are Pete and Michelle, tangled in the back seat in what could either be classified as a vicious scuffle. Or the most heated of foreplay sessions, depending on who you ask. Then you've got Sarah, teetering on the edge of the open window, with her untamed hair whipping about her face as she flips the bird to the entire world passing by in a blur. This clusterfuck of companions, each one crazier than a shithouse rat, shares a bond tighter than a damn virgin's butthole all amped up on the unadulterated ecstasy of the raw, magnificent now, ceaselessly shit-talking each other with a fierce, almost savage affection only the closest of pals can deeply understand. They've left behind the suffocating bullshit 9-to-5 grind, those endlessly nagging, soul-sucking bosses, and the spirit-draining monotony that infidiously sucks the life and color out of your will to enthusiastically live and breathe. As they tear up the dusty old highway with a rebellious vigor, the sun begins its majestic swan dive to the beckoning horizon, splashing the vast sky with those brilliant hues of pure, pussy pink and deep bloodshot red. Because let's be real, nothing's more poetically perfect than a breathtaking sunset watched with your top-notch friends and a cold-ass beer firmly in hand. Am I freaking right or what? Crank that shit up, roars Dave with wild-eyed excitement as Metallica fiercely blasts through the busted-ass garbage speakers like a thunderous call to arms. Insane air guitar solos, relentless headbanging. It's a no-holds-barred mobile metal concert for the ravenous motherfucking masses, or, you know, just for these five unapologetic dicks in a beat-up van. Miles transform into cherished recollections, every single one emerging as a rare jewel, encapsulating the essence of adventure as the expedition unravels before them with steadfast audacity. Nevertheless, as the overwhelming Cloak of Darkness swallows the natural vista, the sheer unyielding spirit of the assembled comrades doesn't waver even an infinitesimal amount. They are propelled constantly by such a strong, untamed fervor that invariably results in the birth of either the most illustrious legendary narratives or the most ghastly, achingly indelible missteps. In the heart of their uproarious gaiety, They animatedly debate over the immense stack of thrilling escapades they're itching to plunge into, like the surge of electrifying expectation of adrenaline-spiking cliff-diving, the beguiling, perilous charm of skinny-dipping under the celestial midnight expanse, or even the fortuitous rendezvous with beguiling, arcane strangers they have yet to meet. An unspoken oath of a weekend brimming with unprecedented lunacy hangs in the air provided they can manage not to inadvertently harm one another with their raw, boisterous passion. As the hours meld continuously into one another with no palpable finale in sight, proceeding fluidly akin to an unrestrained river, the summons of the wilderness grows more vociferous than that last embarrassingly intoxicated message from the girl Dave repeatedly assures was nothing more than a lamentable fling. They all recognize the pestering urge for a momentary respite, a transient cessation to inhale, their buttocks are rendered numb, and their overstressed bladders threaten to rupture in vehement defiance. Compelled by this immediacy, they reach a consensus to diverge from their charted course and shortly navigate towards a secluded rest stop, concealed along the road less traveled. It's a forlorn, desolate haven, radiating an aura of having been unvisited by anyone since Eris gone by weather-worn, rusty signs riddled with bullet holes from impulsive outbursts stand as indifferent watchkeepers. The restroom walls are encrusted with layers of graffiti, where anonymous beings have etched their hidden admissions, and the entire setting is potent with the stench of abandonment and the remnants of untold stories. But this ain't no ordinary pit stop. Oh no, my good folks. This is where the intricate tapestry of their completely mundane existence frays into the most chilling pattern of ungodly fuckery imaginable. This desolate rest area, thoroughly neglected by the relentless march of time and absolutely void of any semblance of life, is precisely where our blissfully unsuspecting revelers step unwittingly into the most blood-curdling nightmare they could never have seen coming. A place so foreboding it makes you desperately wish you'd donned the brown trousers if you're picking up what I'm putting down. Joining in what only can be described as a piss-poor chorus of the most grotesque relief imaginable, they make their little jokes, blissfully unaware that their bubbling laughter's about to be violently choked the fuck out by the palpably sinister shroud of impenetrable darkness that clings to this forsaken spot, like the most vile stink of death one could fathom. Their harrowing ordeal begins unsuspectingly with this seemingly inconsequential detour, but, dear listeners, I implore you, heed my earnest words with utmost caution. Always fear the desolate and the deserted, for they are brimming with inconceivable horrors that make even the most grown man weep and wail for the soothing comfort of his mama. The rest area may seem eerily devoid of life, but rest assured, it's far from empty when it comes to the fucked up stories that'll be etched and carved deep into their skins. Stories so profoundly unsettling that they'd make your balls involuntarily retreat back inside, seeking solace and warmth. As the wheels of the antiquated Chevrolet crunch the gravel beneath with resounding deliberateness, a sky mercilessly shrouded in the pitch-blackness of an impenetrable night looms above. Our tight-knit gang of five, bound by the stirring embers of curiosity and a thirst for the unknown, ...pulls into what can only be described as the spectral shell of a once frequented rest area. The kind that bears the heavy silence of abandonment. Where nary a soul dares to linger for fear of encounters too chilling for the sane mind to comprehend. Mark, our de facto leader with the steely resolve of an olden times warrior... ...slams the brakes with more force than the looming suspense necessitates... ...and the resulting sudden jolt feels like a spectral hand reaching from beyond. A restless plea from the silence almost yearning to awaken whatever solemn spirits might lie entombed beneath our very feet. Shit, he mutters, his voice a low murmur under his breath, thick with the frustration of the unforeseen. And though the words hang unspoken in the oppressive air, we each can practically sense his embattled thoughts piercing the haunting stillness. A silent proclamation echoing within. Where in the godforsaken depths have we found ourselves this time? The intense, solacing beams of the car's headlights assert themselves into the night, carving out long and eerie shadows behind the line of a few crooked, weather-worn signs, the kind that time itself seems to have forsaken. The words upon them have been fiercely scratched out, as if by some despairing soul, or perhaps by something far more sinister, an entity desiring to obliterate all traces of this forsaken, desolate locale from the annals of existence, from the very fabric of reality. The atmosphere around us is not just laden. It is thoroughly saturated with an odious stench, a relentless blend of stale beer mingled indistinguishably with the scent of decay. It aggressively infiltrates your nostrils and plants itself firmly there, fostering a sensation so vile and invasive, it almost compels your body to expel your stomach contents on the spot as a visceral rejection of the malevolent presence that seems to have claimed this place as its own dominion. Jessie's voice cuts decisively like an unexpected blade through the heavy, oppressive shroud of silence that saturates the air as she gingerly cracks open a seemingly forsaken door, sending a shrill, ear-piercing squeal out into the night, disturbing its calmness. Guys, let's fucking stretch our weary legs but stay within an arm's reach of each other. This godforsaken place stinks of troubles and undisclosed horror stories. Her voice is remarkably steady, defying the palpable fear that the eerie ambiance tries forcing upon her. But there's that unmistakable. I'm desperately trying not to shit my terrified pants undertone clinging to it. Methodically they step out one by one, their feet crunching sonorously on a carpet of broken glass and crushed cans beneath them the fucking silent testimony of countless wayward travelers before their time, travelers whose fates might have been cruelly sealed in this goddamn forsaken place. Carlos, his eyes wide with a mix of curiosity and dread, is the first to point out the enigmatic symbols, shit that looks like they've been passionately drawn by a deranged maniac with a deep-seated lust for breeding profound chaos. These cryptic signs are sprawled across an abandoned restroom's door, painted in a chilling blood-red hue that unnervingly seems far too fresh for anyone's comfort. Steph, attempting a moment of levity that falls flat in the thick atmosphere, snorts dismissively. Grappiti artists are really outdoing themselves. Utterly losing their already unhinged minds nowadays, huh? But her joke is met with stony silence from the rest. No one even cracks a smile, though. Because this isn't just some typical run-of-the-mill tag shit. The feel it exudes is ancient, malignant, akin to malevolent warnings that are etched not onto mere walls, but carved into the very essence of the air we hesitantly inhale. A sudden gust of wind sends derelict plastic bags whirling like lost spirits across the barren lot, stirring a riot of dry leaves in their restless dance. There's the faintest murmur of laughter that prickles the skin on the nape of your neck, akin to a sinister premonition heralding some unholy catastrophe. Troy, the group's irrepressible clown, casually takes a leap beside a tangle of scruffy shrubbery, tossing his head back and raucously proclaiming, Hey, any of you phantoms hiding out here better not be bloody peeping. An interval of silence hangs where laughter should echo, but its surface is empty, contrived, because there's an undercurrent of tangible dread inching over us that you can nearly savor, like the metallic bite of blood on your tongue, or the piercing zest of adrenaline. The once vibrant and animated banter of our daring escapade has diminished to disjointed murmurs, anxious mumbles, and uneasy glances that flit from one to another. Jessie, ever the inquisitive and slightly rash one, discovers an old, corroded pocket knife laying on the fissured asphalt, its blade blemished with a dark history we truly don't wish to explore, much less concede. Reckon this could tell us some intense twisted stories she murmurs Directing her words to no one in particular and simultaneously throwing down a challenge to our wildest thoughts. Yet her eyes have expanded, almost seeming too prominent for her visage, as if she's witnessing phantoms, vivid ghostly images of every drop of blood that may have once graced its lethal threatening edge. Mark who always needs to prove he's the bravest, the most unshakable badass of us all, dares to nudge open the time-worn door to the forsaken restrooms. The squeal of rusted hinges screeches like the agonized wails of every soul who's ever vanished inside this accursed place. Hello? He calls into the consuming darkness, yet the only response is the echo of his own false courage bouncing off the moldy, decrepit tiles. With merely the feeble light from their phones to guide them, the friends press onward, penetrating deeper into the shadowy void. Gone is the sound of their laughter, swallowed up, ...replaced abruptly by short, ragged breaths, and the frantic pounding of their own apprehensive hearts. Every noise seems grotesquely intensified. The creak of a neglected door, the soft murmur of distant traffic sounding as though the very road they traveled upon... ...lies in an utterly different, distant universe. You reckon this is some kind of fucked up highway to hell? Steph whispers, barely audible, more to herself than the others as they stumble upon a tableau of charred candles encircled by an array of sinister, contemptible symbols, hewn in what might just be... Christ, are those human bones! The feeling that eyes, unseen, malevolent watchers, are intensely observing from every conceivable angle, entwines around them like heavy, oppressive chains. They're desperately too far from the safety of their car, too far from the comfort of the road way too far from the rational, sane world. And lurking somewhere, just beyond the scant visibility, their personal demons are silently drawing near, each one grinning with mouths crammed with shards of broken glass and dripping with raw malice. Then, like the resounding gunshot that signals the start of an intense race, a sharp, loud snap cleaves through the mounting tension. They all whirl around instantaneously, A collective, horrified scream stuck deep in their constricted throats. Because it's undeniable, it has begun. Their long, tormenting night of sheer terror. The grisly dance with whatever hellish entity this godforsaken, desolate rest area has been hiding, safeguarding. And fuck me dead, should they even for one second assume that coming here was a mere dip into the uncharted unknown? They're blissfully unaware. They've got absolutely no motherfucking clue just how incredibly deep. How treacherously endless this twisted rabbit-hole of decayed souls and repugnant secrets really spirals. As the uneasy blanket of night draped itself over the desolate rest area, an eerie hush settled among the group of close friends, pierced only sporadically by the chilling whispers of the darkness. They had laughed and played pranks at the start, thinking all this was just fun and games, but now a sinister chill gnawed at their once jovial spirits relentlessly. Are you seeing this absolute bullshit? Mark said, fear evident in his voice trembling like the last leaf in autumn as a flicker of light danced across a dilapidated restroom. It was casting long, monstrous shadows that seemed to writhe with a sinister life of their own, as if they were reaching out towards the group. Yeah, Christ, this is like some creepy-ass horror movie cliché, Sarah replied with a tremor breaking through her usual tough-as-nails attitude. The eerie atmosphere was oppressive, burdening them with a tangible sense of dread. They should have known immeasurably better than to mess around in this god-forsaken, cursed place, yet here they were, their hearts throbbing with the weight of their profound regret, as heavy as the silence surrounding them. The air was overladen with the pungent scent of decay and damp, rich earth as the old, flickering lights persisted in their haunting, hellish dance sporadically casting their ominous ghostly glow upon the cryptic symbols meticulously etched into the ancient stone walls. Mystic symbols that seemed to pulsate with an inherently unholy power, an unseen energy that was profoundly sinister. Tommy, ever the insatiably curious reckless idiot, inched incrementally closer to meticulously scrutinize the bizarre eerie glyphs. his hand visibly trembling, Shaking as it hesitantly brushed against the cold, coarse, unforgiving texture of the time-worn engravings. Guys, seriously, you all have to check this out. These symbols, they're insanely ancient as hell. Like they're straight out of some dark, long-forgotten, forbidden cultist ritual. Tommy whispered. His tone a mixed cocktail of awe and raw terror. As his words hung heavy, pregnant with fear, in the bone-chilling air. His voice then abruptly cut off. Aggressively suffocated by a throat-clenching, paralyzing fear so intense, so all-consuming that it felt like an overwhelmingly large number of icy fingers were determinedly, insistently squeezing the very breath from his lungs. The rest of the group, alarmed and taken aback, spun around toward the source of the sudden, guttural, blood-curdling shriek. Tommy was nowhere to be seen, having been snatched away silently and swiftly by malevolent, unseen forces dark entities that resided in the dark, forgotten crevices of the engulfing shadows. Horror set in deeply as panic became a palpable, all-conquering force. It surged through their veins like an explosive, uncontrollable pressure that commanded them to either flee for their precious lives, or to stand and confront the unseen, terrifying terror head-on. Yet they remained immobilized, their legs as if cemented, Rooted to the ground by the sheer, unbearable weight of the overwhelming terror that now owned their every sense and soul. Motherfuck? Tommy? Where the hell are you, man? Derek's voice boomed with an urgency that reverberated off the crumbling walls, disappearing into the void, only to be devoured by the encompassing silence. No reply came back. Not a single fucking hint of their friend Tommy's existence anywhere. Just the mocking whispers of the dead the desolate area and the eerie intermittent slickering that played like a morbid dissonant soundtrack to the thickening dread enveloping them. The anxious group huddled close, their hearts pounding, each heartbeat a thunderous drumbeat in the electrified atmosphere, racing against the encroaching, palpable danger that slithered unseen amongst the trembling figures. A chill ran down their spines as they pondered their fate. Was this the ominous work of some malevolent entity, A spectral presence that had surreptitiously claimed this dilapidated rest stop as its unholy dominion. Holy shit! As their fear crescendoed, they didn't want to find out. Not one bit. However, it was precisely then, as they stood paralyzed, their every breath catching in their throats, that a cacophony of chilling sounds began to ominously build around them. A sinister chorus of groans, whimpers, scraping, and the screeching of corroded metal The atmosphere thickened with an almost tangible malice. Every sound a symphony nefariously composed by some invisible, insidious maestro of mayhem, orchestrating the intense terror that had its wicked grip on their terrified souls. Dude, screw all of this ridiculous nonsense already. We have got to bounce now or for sure we're next on that ghost's lengthy list of prey, Jade whispered her anger and visceral instincts for sheer survival flashing fiercely in her eyes. Listen carefully, we absolutely need to find Tommy. It's utterly imperative we don't just coldly abandon his ass in haste. Sarah argued back, her panic edged with an intensely fierce determination showing through solid. Her fists balled up tightly as if she possessed the power to punch right through whatever unknown damned force currently had them frustratingly shackled in a thick bog of fear. The whispers around them grew increasingly forceful a haunting symphony of mysterious voices that relentlessly lured them deeper into the ominous shadows. With each passing second rapidly unfolding, despair relentlessly dug its claws deeper into their fragile psyches, and the once delicate balance between their intense drive for hard-earned personal salvation and the dire need for group unity teetered precariously on the verge of catastrophic collapse. Amidst the rapidly thickening haze of terror, A light, faint yet insistent and stubbornly radiant, flickered timidly in the distance, somewhere way beyond the relative boundary of the supposed safety of the shadow-shrouded rest area. Could it actually be some beacon of hope? A guiding light perhaps to safety? No one within the group allowed themselves even the slightest amount of time to foster hopeful thoughts, yet the distant light beckoned. A slim chance of hard-fought lies a potentially miraculous savior amid the profane and tumultuous chaos that seemed so incredibly eager to engulf them entirely. The Friends, a dedicated pact of trembling, resilient souls, ventured with trepidation toward the haunting light ahead. Every step taken a testament, an undeniable display of their courage, or perhaps to their increasing, overwhelming, mounting insanity. It was no longer a simple mere trip. It had transformed into a harrowing fucking odyssey through a twisted landscape that seemed hell-bent on greedily feeding them, one by one, to the voracious and unforgiving jaws of a living hell. And so they pressed on, unrelentingly, unaware that the true horror, the primeval beast that lurked in the all-consuming void, watched them with eyes glinting, shimmering with a savage, dreadful delight. The game was not merely starting, it was well underway, and they were the unwitting, helpless players in an unspeakable and sinister ritual. As ancient, timeless and enduring as the wretched, heinous symbol wantonly etched upon the forsaken, cursed ground. As minutes dissolved into the abyss of the past, time alone would be the judge, the sole arbiter to tell if their spirits would remain stout-hearted to live and breathe and fight, to see another harrowing fucking day or if they would ultimately be consumed by the gaping, whispering abyss that resonated, echoing with the disturbingly perverse and maddening laughter of the unseen, darkly delighted entities. As Dusk's murky fingers gripped the twilight sky, our small yet resilient band of misfits began to comprehend the grim reality that we were not the soul-breathing souls in this godforsaken rest area. Carly's gone vanished into thin air, And the rest of us are shitting bricks, utterly clueless as to what unspeakable terror awaited us behind the relentless veil of growing darkness. Hands quivering, we rummage through our packs for any semblance of light, click, click, click. The sound of our fear manifesting as our hands betrayed the overwhelming dread that was fervently spreading through our chests. Suddenly the surrounding bushes start to rustle ominously. Adam, the ceaseless joker of our eclectic assembly, tries to dismiss the tension with a hearty laugh, arguing it's probably just some wild creature caught in a moment of carnal pleasure. However, his attempt to lighten the mood falls flat, nobody is even close to a chuckle. Our collective hearts sink further as we trudge along the gravel path, the air around us thick and heavy with an almost tangible malevolence, whispering ominous portents of dread with each weary step we take. Our flashlights, dim and flickering, catch glimpses of something utterly horrifying. Blood-soaked dolls with gaping maws and empty eye sockets, strung up in a macabre display, reminiscent of the most twisted of Christmas decorations. Their lifeless, glassy eyes seem to track our every move, heightening the ever-growing sense of horror amongst us. That's precisely when we hear it. A deep, guttural moan that reverberates through the night, Sending shockwaves straight through our marrow. My heart's pounding ferociously against the confines of my ribcage, as if desperately attempting to free itself from the impending doom of this blood-curdling symphony. Suddenly, out of the murkiness, a silhouette slowly begins to materialize. The darkness seems to clutch to it ferociously like a tenacious motherfucker, making it appear as though the night itself is, with great determination, taking physical shape. The figure is exceedingly tall, twisted in form, and hunched over with eyes that glint with an eerie luminescence in the scarce dim light, hopelessly rotten and devoid of a soul. A crude mask, mercilessly carved from the essence of the forest. Wood, warped and deformed by the corrupt touch of countless malevolent hands over time, hides the sick bastard's face from direct view. Strips of decaying flesh are hopelessly tangled in his greasy matted hair a testament to his unspeakable deeds. His attire, an amalgamation of rags and assorted skins, still drips sinisterly with the recent signs of many a violently intimate embrace. His hands, those ghastly gnarled appendages that hang at his sides, clutch onto old, rusted, blood-stained tools that effortlessly promise nothing less than the most excruciating, drawn-out agony. As he stands there, it's as if all hope is extinguished, leaving behind only a void filled with despair. Panic seizes us mercilessly, pure, intense fucking terror constricts the very essence of our thoughts, choking out any semblance of rational process that may dare to surface. The air itself seems to fracture with the bone-chilling sound of snapping twigs as the otherworldly slasher steps forward with menacing intent. We're rooted to the spot, frozen by fear, unable to run, powerless to hide, devoid of any conceivable means to fight. What in the actual fuck do you even do? How do you even begin to confront, when faced with such a nightmarish aberration like this? The pressing silence of the dark woods echoes the cry of our dread. A foreboding harbinger of the horrors that are yet to come. Time to play, he growls, his voice sounding like it's emanating from everywhere and nowhere simultaneously, tugging at the very threads of the frail sanity that we're desperately trying to clutch onto. The incessant wind... Chilling to the bones, carries with it the unmistakable copper taste of spilled blood mingled with the stench of decay, so overpowering, so suffocating that one can barely breathe. Attempting to even begin to describe the foul, repugnant odor emanating from his breath would be a futile endeavor. It's as if he exhales his putrid, vile joy at our stark dismay. Macy shrieks, her scream piercing through the thick tension. A sound that is certain to haunt every crevice of my subconscious for eternity. Should I have the improbable fortune of surviving this utterly forsaken night? The slasher progresses towards us, unhurried and sure-footed, a predator confident in his dominance. This is his domain, his personal turf, his finely crafted stage where he orchestrates the macabre dance of gore and endless pain. It's us who are the intruders, the uninvited guests in his sadistic realm. An unexpected metallic tang floods my palate as I inadvertently bite down to stifle a yelp of terror. I'm not about to pretend or sugarcoat the stark, petrifying reality that the end of our lives is looming ominously close. It's got me teetering on the edge, my heart racing, a sensation akin to almost pissing my pants from sheer, unadulterated fear. It feels as though we've plummeted headfirst into the deepest, darkest crevasse of every heinous, twisted slasher plot ever conceived, yet this this grotesque scenario is no crafted Hollywood screenplay. This is the horrifying grid of real life, playing out in ways more butchered, more unspeakably twisted, than anything that could be spawned from the deepest recesses of a scriptwriter's twisted imagination. Who the fuck are you? Luke yells, his bravado piercing the stifling air, the very embodiment of either unyielding courage or mindless audacity. Possibly the bravest of us all, or perhaps simply the most foolish. The slasher chuckles, A sick and unnerving sound that seems to resonate deep within us. A signal of impending terror enveloping with its icy fingers firmly clasped around our beating hearts. I'm the last fucking nightmare you'll ever have. He snarls with a viciousness that matches the dark intensity in his eyes. The shadows dancing around him like specters from another world. Beckoning us to an abyss. An underworld teeming with endless torture and screams that never find an echo. Then with a sudden and overwhelming burst of adrenaline-fueled terror, a gut-wrenching, omnipresent fear that firmly grips us to our very core. We turn tail and desperately run. We scatter frantically like cockroaches as the lights flicker on, aware that each shadow could be our last. The Slasher's promise of unspeakable agony burns hot on our heels. A whispered threat of violence, harrowing and intimate, that chases us down the dark and desolate halls of our fate. We're prey, raw and exposed beneath the cover of night, and the chase is merely the twisted, eerie overture to the bloody, relentless crescendo we instinctively know is lurking ominously just around the next shadowed corner, hidden within the hushed and haunting whisper of our escalating dread. There ain't no knight in shining armor coming to rescue us from this cursed, godforsaken, fucked-up fairy tale. No valiant savior to sever the chains of darkness with a sanctified sword of blinding light. It's now down to the gritty, unrefined essence of our inherent will against his cold, merciless steel. The sheer force of raw determination and instinct for survival in direct clashing opposition with the twisted mind's sharpened edge. And let me tell you right now, in these harrowing, heartbreaking final moments of truth, as the last vestiges of hope seem to evaporate into the ether. We're all about to find out just how incredibly sharp, how thoroughly unforgiving his motherfucking blades really are. Panting, shivering with bone-deep fear, the close-knit friends scrambled panic-stricken through the godforsaken, desolate hellhole of a rest area, their minds racing erratically with an overwhelming sense of dread. Where in the actual fuck is Mike? Jenny screamed vehemently, her voice laced thick with urgent desperation and palpable fear. That sick, monstrous motherfucker took him, he damn well fucking took Mike. And she was right. Their dear pal Mike had sure as hell vanished without a trace, leaving behind only the haunting echo of his last petrified, blood-curdling scream. The rest area was a sick, twisted fucking joke. A vicious trap meticulously set by some thoroughly twisted, malevolent cunt with a more insatiable taste for warm blood than even a goddamn great white shark. The friends' ill-fated decision to make a seemingly innocent pit stop here was all it took to plunge their carefree weekend getaway into an unrelenting nightmarish clusterfuck of relentless supernatural horror. As they each clenched their makeshift weapons tighter, a heavy tire iron, a menacingly broken bottle, and for fuck's sake, a menacingly spiked hiking stick, they steeled their frayed nerves, This was absolutely no time to pussy out, it was unequivocally do-or-die now. They knew they had to embody tactical precision, calculating instincts, and relentless unwavering aggression. Just like that relentlessly calculated fucking slasher had been with his own twisted actions. Dave, clenching his fists so tight that the blood began to seep from beneath his fingernails, whispered with a harsh urgency, We need to locate Mike with the utmost promptness and extricate ourselves from this accursed place immediately we should divide our ranks, thereby expanding our search perimeter significantly. And in the event that the infernal slasher reveals his grisly visage, let out the most piercing of screams to alert the others without hesitation. Alex, gripping the jagged edges of the broken bottle with a steadfast resolve, was quivering, yet her eyes were ablaze with a passionate fury that could only have been kindled by the raw terror of our plight and the dire need for survival against all odds. "'We shall ensure that this monstrous fiend deeply and profoundly regrets his reckless decision to trifle with our lives,' she declared with an unexpected intensity and ferocity that inspired a determined wave of assent among her beleaguered companions. Despite the pervasive and overwhelming sense of dread and anxiety gnawing at their bellies incessantly as they dispersed in different directions, each harboring a flicker of hope yet burdened by trepidation, The cruel whims of an unfathomable fate took a distinctly macabre and perverse turn. The slasher, like a spectre risen from the darkest depths of the most heinous nightmare one could imagine, emerged from the daunting obscurity of the shadows, a vile and malicious smirk plastered grotesquely on his face. An unsettling and harrowing expression, fashioned from those bizarre symbols they had glimpsed in passing before, now taking on a disturbing and sinister significance that pierced their very souls. His skin, a grotesque and morbid tapestry reminiscent of the most abhorrent and chilling horror, appeared to be a collage woven from nightmarish narratives. Each laceration and scar an eternal and haunting account of the innumerable lives he had callously and brutally shattered beyond the realm of anything remotely fathomable. Their friend Sarah was the first to daringly confront the murderous fuck head-on. She swung her tire iron with intense and furious strength, each blow echoing with the deep wrath of the damned souls. Get the fuck away from us, you vile son of a bitch. Every word Sarah hurled was punctuated with such ferocity and the kind of unrelenting brutality that a beastly horror like him thoroughly deserved. Meanwhile, the sinister ambience of the desolate rest area seemed to pulsate with a deeply supernatural energy, thick, oppressive, and decidedly perverse. Each shadow they passed whispered of untold, unspoken horrors, and each gust of wind carried the faint, desperate cries of past victims, as if the place itself was sentient, alive, breathing heavily, plotting malevolently, and absolutely desperate for fresh, unsuspecting souls to torment. Mike, the poor motherfucker they'd been frantically searching for, was not dead, not yet at least. Caged like a wild and cornered animal, he struggled mightily against the ropes bonding him, his voice completely raw from the relentless screaming for help. But sadly, no one could fucking hear him over the overwhelming cacophony of fear and terror that reigned supreme around that wretched, cursed place. His eyes wide with indescribable terror and panic, he managed to glimpse the malicious evil fuck approaching, Slasher's blade in hand, wickedly glinting in the sparse moonlight promising nothing but pure, unadulterated agony. Come out, come out wherever you are, the Slasher taunted with a rasping voice that mingled gravel and malice, an oral embodiment of pure, hellish intimidation. Let's play, you fucking cunts! I'm gonna slice you open and drape your guts around my neck like twisted bloody garlands, a vile trophy of our macabre dance. But in face of imminent danger, the friends were far from helpless. Years of tight-knit friendship, a lattice of deeply rooted trust and shared dreams and aspirations, had melded them into a formidable collective force to be reckoned with, as they counteracted the Slasher's sinister moves, deftly navigating between vicious attacks and responding with their own precise and deliberate strikes. They tapped into an ancient, primal force of unity, camaraderie, and a raw survival instinct that transcended mere friendship. Fuck, they were terrified, completely and utterly scared shitless. But beneath that gripping fear, there surged a blistering, incendiary rage equally potent. Ignited by the desperate, all-consuming need to stay alive, to avenge their beloved fallen comrade Mike, and to halt this god-forsaken, nightmarish reality once and for all, their fierce battle raged on with uncontrolled brutality, the violence unceasing, relentless, and steeped in the very essence of ancient gore. Each cold-blooded stab, each ferocious and unyielding strike, was met with an equally savage and unforgiving counter, a death dance as old as humanity's own history of sin, ...driven forward relentlessly by the undiluted, innate instinct to continue existing against the odds. And through it all the tale of the relentless slasher unfurled... ...an evil spirit condemned and damned to walk the Earth incessantly... ...preying on unsuspicious wayward travelers, his existence a dreadful blight on the world. A brutal, vicious legacy of violence that everlastingly tied him to this cursed rest stop of the damned. In a final, epic confrontation... The close-knit friends bravely faced down their crazed, relentless adversary. In the wild, raging midst of the overwhelming supernatural tempest, their collective courage shone as a guiding beacon, their unwavering will unbreakable. They fought back with the ferocity of those warriors, who had absolutely nothing left to lose, their spirits undefeatable. The Slasher's grim, cold blade arced through the thin air, aiming to lay waste to innocent life. But right there, in that intense, pivotal moment, the Friends accomplished the impossible feat. They stood united as one resolute force and fought back with a white-hot fury that would be eternally whispered about in the darkest, most forsaken corners of Hell. Their hard-fought victory was a true testament to the undying power of the human spirit. Brutal in action, yet filled with the magnificent, resounding glory of survival and in the aftermath, the rest area returned to silence, the spirits of the past finally finding peace. The friends, battered and bloodied, clung to each other tightly. The Slasher's backstory, the sickening reality of his supernatural existence, was now inextricably entwined with their own. They survived. They damn well survived. But they would carry the scars, the memories of that horrific night, forever etched into their souls. And as dawn broke over the highway, their bond, ...forged in blood and terror, was unyieldably unbreakable. The rest area was quiet now, eerily. Too fucking quiet. But they knew as they limped away from the place that had embraced them with the cold arms of death... ...that the tale of the vanishing travelers would live on. Spoken in hushed tones, a foreboding warning for those who dared to tempt fate on desolate roads. Their fight for survival was over but its memory would never, ever be forgotten or lost in the annals of time. View what a motherfucking ride through the twisted and blood-soaked corridors of terror, my dear Deviants. We've danced on the edge of madness, flirted with unspeakable evils, and I'm sure as hell certain you felt more than just a shiver slithering up your spine as our desperate travelers fought with every ounce of their waning strength for their pitiful lives. It's a dark and merciless world out there. And no one knows what kinds of fucked-up horrors skulk hidden in the shadows of those accursed, forsaken places. As we bring this current tale of the vanishing travelers to its chilling close, with your heart still furiously pounding and your imaginations running utterly wild with the grotesque imagery of merciless survival, I find myself writhing with raw anticipation to unveil the next ghastly chapter. That chapter eagerly waits in sinister silence, ready to claw its way from the oppressive depths of the great unknown. What fresh, unspeakable hell will our next batch of unwitting, unsuspecting victims stumble upon in their ill-sated journey? To discover these horrendous fates and to delve deeper into the nightmarish unknown, you'll just have to tune in once more, won't you, you morbidly sick bucks? Now's the time to crawl back into the alluring yet deceptively cozy safety of your mundane existence share your uniquely twisted musings with the world on our social media channels if that is you are still capable of typing with those trembling quivering fingers go on spread the tales of the bone shuddering horrors you've endured to every poor unsuspecting innocent individual you encounter who knows perhaps their own harrowing narratives will be the next ones to unleash icy tremors cascading down our spines here at the witching hour hence until we reconvene when the haunting bell tolls for yet another soul-shaking leap into the unfathomable depths. I bid you a heartfelt yet oddly delightful eerie farewell, my dear boils and ghastly ghouls. Until that cryptic witching hour ominously strikes once more, persistently stand vicious, always take pleasure in the spine-tingling spectacles of the macabre, and forever hold this thought, the encroaching shadows eternally await, stealthily prowling, perpetually just a single mere heartbeat away. And that's a wrap, you sick fucks. But don't fancy even for an elusive second that you can scuttle back to your cozy, warm little lives just yet. Oh no, there's still an entire twisted carnival of fucked up shit that's lined up to come on the witching hour. If you happen to have the balls to endure, listen to an even larger heap of our perverted tales. Make sure to absolutely smash that fucking subscribe button as though it's taken your last dime. Pummel it, raid us too. Hand over those damn stars. Though, let's slice through the bullshit. We're all about the eternal darkness, right? Your reviews, they are the very essence of blood that keeps this monster of a show alive. Spill your essence, your inner thoughts, and lay bare to us what made your skin crawl with fear and delight. But hey, remember we're kin here, all united in degeneracy, so why not revel in being a distinct part of this grotesquely beautiful fucked up family? Go ahead. Send us your most disturbing deranged stories, your darkest confessions, or the haunted shit that's woven its narrative through your life. Should it be sufficiently fucked up, we might just select your twisted tale for the dubious honor of being featured, granting you the cold, unsettling chills of hearing it whispered into the eager ears of other demented souls, reveling in the darkness together. Remember, this is Mona Hex signing off, and fuck. Keep your eyes peeled, your doors locked tight. And whatever you do, Don't ignore that creeping, subtle chill sliding down your spine. It might just be your overactive imagination, or it could be something much, much worse lurking in the dark. Farewell boils and ghouls. Until the witching hour strikes again.